So the other day, my father-in-law, as I've said before, my father-in-law is from Pakistan. He invited himself over pretty much with some curry and said, I'm going to watch the game with you. So he came over and decided to watch the LA Lakers versus the Indiana Pacers in the in-season tournament final. So I said, all right, come sit down. And this is the conversation that we had. Ben, I have a question for you. I said, yeah, what is it? Why is it that Mr. LeBron James, the <laughs> king man, LeBron James, why is it that he has so many other names besides his real name of LeBron James? I said, what, what do you mean? He has like 25 nicknames, Ben. <laughs> First of all, why do they call him King James? What is he, some sort of god? Is he some sort of messiah for basketball? What is the problem here? Then they have LBJ. What is LBJ? Is that some sort of curry? Is that some sort of beef? I don't know what LBJ is. And then why do they call it, they take away L and E from his name and just call him Bron? What is Bron? I don't think is that, that is that sort of, like a Levi's jean, Bron jeans. Like what is going on here, man? Anyways, my name is Brendan. They don't call me King Brendan, just Brendan. So I'm going to leave now, take my curry home because I'm frustrated with LeBron James. Okay, <laughs> so enjoy the podcast. Say goodbye to my grandchildren and give my daughter a hug. I love your podcast. Goodbye. Everybody Welcome got back, everybody. <laughs> this is the Sports Ethos Toronto Raptor Podcast, and I'm your host, El Hoopo, the H-O-O-P-O. And of course, I'm here with A-Rod, A-R-O-D, and Mr. Max P, you better pay me. And listen up, everybody. Listen up. We got a very, very, very special guest. We got a legend in the building. Let's go. Okay, everybody, stop for a second. I have an intro to do right here. You may not know who he is here in Canada because it's very cold and our Wi-Fi doesn't work all the time. <laughs> but listen up, everybody. I'm going to describe his resume right now real quick. 20 plus years. 20 plus years at Roto World NBC. Now he's at Roto Wire. And listen up. I think he may have created NBA fantasy basketball with Rick Cam. I don't know if that's true. But I think he may have actually created fantasy basketball. You can catch him on RotoWire right now. Besides Dan Bresperis at Sport Ethos uh, Fantasy Basketball Podcast, this is one of the best ones on air right now. The OGs with him and Rick Kamla, another legend. He's a writer, a contributor, and a columnist at The Great ESPN, which we also don't get up here. It's not because of the Wi-Fi. It's just because of politics. <laughs> yes, you know who we're talking about. It's Dr. Motherfucking A, Steve Alexander. Salute! He's in the building. What's up, Steve? Uh, Dr. A, sorry, Doc. Dude, I want to hang out with your father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a trip, man. Because my boy, my boys and I went to Johnny B's, which is a little sports bar in my hometown. Mm -hmm. And my sole purpose of going there was to sit down, yeah. not talk to anybody, and watch LeBron James, the king, whatever, <laughs> LeBron and, James. And, and play against uh, the Pacers on Friday or on a Saturday night. And I walk in, and the first thing I see is this tall, drunk dude that I haven't <laughs> seen in about six months. Yeah. Who decides 
it's time to sit me down and tell me how much he loves me for about 45 minutes. <laughs> and I could not get him away from me. It was horrible. I'm like, I'm like waving at his wife, like begging oh, no. him for help. I'm like, oh, no. throwing life rafts to my, my boys. I'm like, somebody come help me. And, uh, so did you, sorry, much. did you know this guy? <laughs> yes, I know him. Oh, okay. I've known him okay. for a long time, but I haven't seen him in a haven't seen him in a minute. I also haven't seen him uh, as drunk as he was at that particular moment. And mm-hmm. he, he was like one of those unstoppable forces at that. Oh, he, he was. He was happy to see you. I finally threw like a stick over at the wall, and he got distracted. And I, I was like, <laughs> I get, get away and watch the second half. So. Man, all right. Aggressive well, drunk. Oh, well, I'll introduce real quick. This is A-Rod up top there, A-R-O-D from Toronto as well. And we got Mr. Max Prophet, who's also from Toronto. So you got three Toronto boys here. And uh, yeah, so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk some Toronto. And I, before we started the show, everybody, I asked Dr. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you didn't because I don't think it airs down there. But did you happen to watch the Charlotte-Toronto game? And he's like... Nah. <laughs> He's but, like, what's that, Friday? But I, like, do, yeah. I do have the box score pulled up. and that's Okay, perfect. Much, that's pretty much how I watch NBA games. I can look at the box score and figure out what happened. Nah. Okay, so oh, what okay. we usually do every game is we do one word. So one word to describe. So A-Rod, give me one word. Let me set the table first. It was Raptors 116, Hornets 119. It was a tight one. Give me one word, A-Rod, to describe this game. What would you see? T- typical. Because it's typical Raptors, they lose to the really terrible teams, they beat the good teams, and Mm. even then they'll come back, they'll make a game out of it, make you believe for five seconds they're going to win the game, and then afterwards they just blow it in the end. So, typical. Typical. All right, Max P, what do you think? I like that, typical, it's true. Max P, what? My word is, hmm, because (laughs) I've been wondering, is this team good enough? Like, like, Mm -hmm. I've been wondering, are we just a kind of shitty team that is fooling us with a good game here and there. Yeah. Like, hmm, that's yeah. my word. <laughs> my my word, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Zach Galifianakis' stand-up um, at the Purple Onion years ago. He had this character called Seth Galifianakis, which is his twin brother. And, and his twin brother had this one word that he said during his interview. He's sitting there, and this is this is actually the picture of it. I, I, just so everybody on video can catch catch the vibe of this. And and <laughs> uh, as he's getting interviewed, the, he, there a saw is going off, a buzz saw is going off in the background, and he goes, "Oh, well, well that well that right there is a buzz kill." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, that right there, that, that's, that's a buzzkill. See, I can make jokes. That's a buzzkill. <laughs> so my word is buzzkill. But I like to just say it like that, buzzkill. <laughs> so anyway, that's my word because you know what? We were so close. I'm sorry, no, we the Raptors. The Raptors were so close this game. They had a lot of fight, a lot of heart. I mean, we're talking about the Charlotte Hornets here, though, so I don't even know if that counts. But... They did give it their all, and uh, it was a it was a buzz kill at the end. So that's that. Yeah. I'll, go with, uh, I'll go with bricks. Oh. Uh, OG Schroeder and Gary Trent were what six of twenty nine, six of fifty five. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, uh, 
No, it's bad. It's Scotty Barnes. Let's go to positives though. Hey, Rod, give me some positives. I, I will say quickly, Scotty Barnes, a triple double, a big triple double, thirty-two or sorry, thirty-one, ten, ten, two and one, monster game. But they brought up a stat that every time he has had a triple double, we lose by three or less points. It's crazy. Anyway, a Rod, hit me. Uh, that's a that's a pretty specific stat. But I would say, you know what? If he's not steering the ship, I've been saying all season long, we We're are done. A, terrible offense to watch it is mm-hmm. not easy on the eyes to watch the raptors no. and when scotty is not there on the floor making the decisions for us mm, we're done. it's just it's very unwatchable uh so yeah. i mean kudos to him for always trying being a good you know advocate for playing hard but again it's it's pretty it's typical at this point for the raptors to be doing this so yeah stick with that what about mm-hmm. you max what, what 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 positives did you see out of this or or what, what was your vibe um the positive it's out of the negative. It's clear our point guard play is below par, you know? Our offense just that's got no nice. direction, you know? And yeah, uh, yeah, there's no chain yeah. of command. And so that's a glaring weakness. Maybe that's sort of, you know, it's pretty clear where we need improvement. So that's positive right there. Well, Schroeder, Schroeder coming out of the last game where he was going baby Jordan continued into this one. It just... He just can't hit a bucket right now. So I, I don't think this can last. I don't think this is sustainable. I think he's – and I don't know if he got the green light from Darko. And Darko's like, just get out there and just be Germany. Be Germany. <laughs> just be Germany. Essentially. That's, essentially yeah. just, that's I think that's what he did. He gave him the green light. But that's the wrong man to give the green light to. Anyways, Dr. A, I, I would love to get your, your take on – I don't know how much Raptors you've watched or how much – um, you've you've sort of took in from from uh, this year, but what what do you see and 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 you know with the Toronto Raptors and where they're at right now, or maybe an outlook of, of the future, maybe with trades or anything like that? What's just a quick kind of rundown what you've seen through maybe in the fantasy lens, what you I, see I with the Raptors? I don't know if it's quick, but something yeah. something something is wrong, right? And and whether that something being wrong is Dennis Schroeder being the point guard, which I think probably has a lot to do with what's wrong because we didn't see OG Ananobi suck uh, when Kyle Lowry was his point guard. Like, he was great. Like, yeah. OG Ananobi last year was like a third round, fourth round player in fantasy and now he's like a 10th, 11th round guy. Um, and, and the only thing I see that's different is is Schroeder being the point guard. So there's yeah. something there. And then the other thing is like does Toronto have like does that team have to be bad for Scott, Scotty Barnes to be great? Because we didn't see this Scotty Barnes. <laughs> God, I hope not. Year. Yeah, that's a good see, point. We did not see Scotty Barnes. Well, that's because Fred's year. gone. That's because Fred's gone and Nick Nurse is gone. Anything like this, and now Scotty Barnes looks like a like a god. Uh, <laughs> but we now, treat him like a god up here too. And Siakam does not look like Siakam looked last year. And OG Ananobi looks awful. And, um, like, Gary Trent isn't doing what Gary Trent used to do. So it's, like, it's it's sad because for Barnes to do well, apparently everybody else has to has to be bad. But, I mean, I, to me, the, the major difference is Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, not there. And now Dennis Schroeder is there and everything's falling apart. Yeah. 
Anybody want to add to that, Abrod? I could see that yeah, something was bubbling. No, in I was going right to say, that's a good point. I mean, when you lose those, ty- those types of guards, you also lose a lot of leadership there as well, too. Mm. I don't know if Dennis Schroeder's ever been a leader on any team, minus the national team that he's on. He's normally being like a backup point guard, sometimes taking the starting role, popped yeah. off a few games here and there, but he's never been the lead guard for anything. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I think it's a good point that Doc's making. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I also, like, we have zero backup point guard play either. Like, for a minute there, Malachi was doing something, and we, all Toronto Raptor fans were just like, oh, finally, there it is. Darko did something. Darko woke up, woke this boy up, and it's gone. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That's the other thing. Like, in terms of fantasy, Schroeder's locked in because there's nobody there. There's no one there no. to challenge him. So, like, for for these drafts that we were doing in October, I'm like, I, I'm taking Schroeder in you? the eighth or ninth round or tenth round, whenever at the end of my draft, every time because there's not a single other point guard no. to stop him from getting minutes in Toronto. And you're yep, smart I have him too. On my to fantasy me. team too. Yep. Do you? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, because because of the same thing, like Schroeder's gonna get all the playing time. There's nobody to challenge him. Because that's the funny thing. A lot of people, a lot of pundits thought that. Um, that Scotty was going to get the reins to be point guard, but even we all knew that wasn't going to happen. We all knew damn well they were not going to give the keys to Scotty to be the point guard. He let him run a little bit here and there, but he's not our point guard. We don't want him to be our point guard. So, yeah, shooters, shooters, it, which is scary. <laughs> well, boys, let's get let's get out of this buzz keel and let's let's get into uh, let's get into this segment, Doc. We do it. We like to call it this or that, but first. We have to say, guys, I have a question here. Um, I had a headache the other day, and my headache went into my, went into my thigh, and then, and then it moved from my thigh to my ass. And I'm wondering, is it because I'm eating too much protein that I've been buying? Do you guys know of any other shops that I can get some cleaner protein? Because I don't like these headaches. Let me think. Let me think. You guys Popeye know? supplements. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Popeye. Of course, Popeye's. <laughs> Doc, you don't know about Popeye supplements, but that's the best supplement shop there is, and it's here in Toronto, Canada, and you can get anything. You can get your protein. You can get your greens powder. You can get. You can even buy eggs. You can buy <laughs> fucking eggs, Doc. <laughs> So everybody, go out and get your protein. Go and get your eggs at Popeye's Supplements. <laughs> and this is now this or that. All right, this or that, Doc. Let me do a quick rundown here. We do. We compare two people. We could have two old Raptors, and we put them up in a street fight, a fictitious street fight. Who would win that? And then so we do it like that. All right. So the first one here, we got a street fight. We got an old school Charlotte Hornet since we were in Carolina, and we got Larry Johnson, Grandmama. <laughs> versus, and I was listening to your last podcast, Dr. A, so we're not doing a Raptor, we're doing an old school. We're doing Larry Johnson versus Carl Malone. <laughs> we got two OGs right here, big boys, big boys, heavyweights. So who do you got? We'll start with A-Rod. Who do you got, Larry Johnson or Carl Malone, A-Rod? I go LJ, man. I don't, I don't trust anybody that played for the Jazz, man. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going LJ all day, man. Wasn't LJ in Space Jam also the original? Yes, he, yes, he was. So there you go. Yeah, automatic yeah. lock in, man. <laughs> yeah, he was with um with uh, Muggsy. Muggsy was in there. Uh, all right, Max. Max, who do you got? You got LJ or Carl Malone? Um, I'm gonna have to go with LJ because of uh, UNLV. I think was the first. 
um, cool basketball team yeah. I ever started following. It was UNLV and then then the Fab Five. Yeah. And then I think it was like Allen Iverson with Georgetown, but UNLV with Stacy Ogman and Larry Johnson. What was their coach's name? Jerry Tartanian? Was that their coach? Yep, 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 with the towel. Yeah, yeah, they were cool at the time. I had shorts Uh, and jersey and all that, yeah. Yeah, Larry Johnson was a legend. Yeah. So 2-0 for LJ, uh, Larry Johnson. What about you, Doc? Who do you got, Carl Malone or Larry Johnson? Forgive me if this takes 10 minutes for me to spit this out. (laughs) Oh, go ahead, man. Go (laughs) ahead. Please do. First of all. The first, the first cool basketball team I, I followed was Five Slamma Jamma in Houston for the Keen. Wow. That's okay. But, but I will give you, UNLV was cool. And mm-hmm. I, had final, <laughs> I had Final Four tickets in 1991 because I worked for the Final Four committee in Indianapolis. And uh, North Carolina and UNLV were in the Final Four, and they were playing UConn and Duke. I mean, wow. UConn and Duke beat Man. North Carolina and UNLV, and I sold those tickets and did not go to the final game because I was so mad that I couldn't watch UNLV play. So there's that. Also, Larry Johnson <laughs> hooked up with some girl that what? I worked with we called RCI back in 1990. I, I don't 93 maybe. And she oh, got a voicemail. She got a voicemail from Larry, and we recorded no it. We put on speakerphone and like recorded it on a tape recorder. <laughs> what it say? Pre cell phones. And he goes, "Hey, baby, it's your day." <laughs> and uh, what did he say? Sorry, sorry. What did he, he say? Hey, baby, it's LJ. <laughs> and uh, we thought that was so cool. We, uh, me and my buddies, would walk around at all times and saying, "Hey, baby, hey, baby, I'm LJ." <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, having said all that, and then Carl Malone mm. uh, actually did a pretty cool thing. Left me a pair of his shoes uh, at the hotel front desk. Uh, LA Gear? No, they were uh, Atonic Dreams. Akeem okay. Dreams. His rookie season, he didn't have a contract. They were neutral. He colored. Well, I have it right here. Uh, oh man, that's amazing! I've never that's even amazing. heard of those shoes. Utonic, yeah, Utonic. I think maybe Elijah on used to wear them too. Yeah, they're Akeem shoes. Yeah. The Etonic. Oh wow! Look at those. Monster. Wow. These are uh, he like hand colored this with a sharpie or whatever. Oh yeah, he customized that himself. He customized that, is that himself. Crazy. You want to call that? Uh, <laughs> But it says best wishes, Utah Jazz, and they signed it up here, but this rubber's all falling. That is like uh, the size of the width of your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. That is, that is an amazing story. That is, that is that an great? amazing story. That is uh, a great And he didn't story. even go into it. The last pot I heard him, he went right into it. He was talking about like he went to the hotel and the, the guy was like, oh man, he said, I wish yeah, he would have drafted you. Yeah. yeah, I have like thirty-five pairs of game-worn shoes, and each one of them comes with a with a pretty in, insane story that seems mm-hmm. unbelievable, like in today's world. Like the fact that I was, and the funniest thing about that is, so I, I might as well just keep going with it. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Please, please, please do. So at the end of the night, like Carl Malone told me before the game that he was going to give me his shoes. Okay. 
Yeah. So I was like all fired up. I'm like, I'm gonna get mailman shoes. And I was I was a huge mailman fan when he was at Louisiana Tech. And uh so he, he ditches me as I'm waiting outside the locker room and all the jazz players come out except for Carl Malone. I'm like, where's mailman? And they're like, Oh man, he left a long time ago. <laughs> I guess, I, I guess I'm not getting Carl's shoes on. So, so I walked back to the Hyatt Hotel in Indianapolis with Rich Kelly, Bobby Hansen, and Mark Eaton. Okay. And three of uh, the four of us walking through the dark streets of Indianapolis on a Sunday night. These dudes all wanted to get food. I'm like, I'm like 15 years old, and uh, and I'm just following them back to the hotel, chilling and with Mark like, Eaton. Like, <laughs> like, this town. Sucks, dude. Like, why is nothing open? And they're, like, <laughs> they're like banging on the doors of this restaurant. It's closed. And like, Rich Kelly kicks the door. He's like, this <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it, it kind of does. And Indianapolis is actually pretty cool now since they had the Super Bowl. You know, it's open container. You can walk around beer. Everything's open. Oh, no oh wow! Back wow! Then, back then, they called it Nap Town, and uh, okay, for a reason. So anyway. <laughs> We get back to the hotel, and and the the uh, the bus is is back at the hotel. I don't know why we were walking. They they had a bus that could have taken them, but uh, so the bus is there, and I'm watching the bus. The mailman doesn't get off the bus. I'm like, well, this is BS, man. And then all of a sudden, this black Mercedes pulls up, and I go over there, and I can I they're like, your boy's in that car right there. And I go over there and knock on the window, and mailman rolls rolls down the window. And I'm like, dude, mailman, what's up? And Wayman Tisdale is driving the car. So it's Wayman and and mailman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just got done dissing Wayman the whole the whole night earlier to mailman. And the Pacers should have drafted you. Wayman is yeah. trash. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so in any case, I'm like, dude, you said you were gonna give me your shoes, and mailman like holds his foot up and he's he's actually got that shoe on his foot he's wearing like street clothes he's like wayman and i are going out right now and i'm wearing those shoes out he's like they're all a pair of shoes i got <laughs> <laughs> who does that dude nobody does that <laughs> that's true nobody does that don't even wear their game shoes out after the game no, they don't. No, they don't. No, no. no I'm, like, I'm like Charlie Brown. I put my head down. I'm all walking away like a sad little kid in a Mean Joe Green Coke commercial. Uh, he's, like, he's like, hey, kid. And I'm like, what? He's like, what's your name? What? And I said, I said Steve. He goes, I'm going to leave these shoes at the front desk for you. You come get them tomorrow. And oh, I, was what like, a G. I was like, okay. And I'm like, right uh to myself so i called down there the next day got the you know the phone book out the yellow pages the oh wow the yellow, yellow pages, pages. Man, yep. wow and the girl answered i was like is there a huge pair of shoes there for a guy named steve and she goes yes <laughs> so, Amazing. so he let he, he did leave them there he carl is a g for that man and yeah. even though even though he did that Cool thing for me, I'm taking LJ in a street fight over Carl Malone all day. <laughs> Are oh, you really? Hey, let's, let's go, go LJ. Hey, hey, all right, so that's so far, so far 3-0 for LJ. I, I, so I'm gonna make this quick then on my end. Sorry, Carl. No, no, because it's easy for me. No, 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 not because of that. I, I could. You keep going. 
Larry Johnson, I'm going Carl Malone. You want to know why I'm going Carl Malone? Because you remember when he was in, rest in peace, Kobe, but you remember when he was in L.A. and he's like, he didn't he pretty much tell Kobe, yeah, I fucked your wife? <laughs> didn't he say that? He wanted to. He told Kobe oh, he that wanted he wanted to. to. Yeah. He yeah. wanted to. Oh. Any man who has balls like that, I'm not messing with. I'm not, I, don't care. I don't care if I'm Larry Johnson. I don't care who I am. If they didn't win gonna, that year, did they? <clears throat> I, I don't even know. I don't think, I think it matters. I think he blew the team up with that stuff. Man. He probably did. Exactly. So I'm not messing with a guy like that. That type of guy. And he's jacked too. Like he's just jacked. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, nah, is super nah. jacked, bro. Like nah. bodybuilder jacked, bro. Yeah. Like he made John Stockton look like a little like like a youth group leader. Like, just like, you know what I mean? Like this tiny little child beside him. But anyway, no, I'm going, I'm going uh, Carl Malone. So one for Carl and three for Larry so Larry wins ding 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 alright next one this one is it, it, I thought it's kind of fun so who's the more disappointing draft pick uh, between the Raptors and the Charlotte Hornets here first we got Adam Morrison alright yeah Adam I Morrison so it was the podcast but it's still the Hornets it's gonna be I, tough to beat <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Villanueva for the Raptors <laughs> All right. So, and no disrespect to Charlie. No disrespect. I, I thought he was all right. But Adam Morrison or Charlie V. A Rod, who do you got? Charlie. Like Doc said, it's way too tough to beat. Or not Charlie, sorry. Uh, yeah, Adam Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, Adam Morrison in college was absolutely filthy. He was yeah. considered next, next level. So when he came in, the expectations were already crazy high. And. I don't even know how many seasons this guy lasted. He must have lasted what, like two or three? That's the thing I can't even of, like, remember. Prominence. Yeah. I don't even know. But what about you, Doc? You, who do you got? You got uh, Adam Morrison or or Charlie Villanueva? It's Adam Morrison in a landslide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Max P? Definitely Adam Morrison. But yeah. I wasn't a believer though. I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't like shocked when he didn't work out in the NBA. <laughs> He was the one that was crying on the court when he lost, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I was like, okay. <laughs> That's all I remember, too. Pretty much. Yeah, it wasn't like a good memory to sort of have no. him going into the draft, so I wasn't really expecting much. But what, what what was it that killed him? Was it injuries? I can't even remember now. Like, what, sure what, it was injuries, but I, I also remember he, he used to uh, take insulin also as well, too. Uh, oh, he's but, a diabetic. That, yeah, but that was the first player I remember that, like, that was something for me as a young guy seeing that and being like, oh, I don't even know what that is, you know? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember that. He lasted, right. uh, I think he lasted two years. Man. Two years? Uh, wow. No, no, no. Yeah, it was, it was more. It was four. Yeah, uh, what, what but it pick? was like he went downhill so quickly. I think he was third overall. And that's what I was gonna ask. What pick yeah. was he? Was he was third? Uh-huh. That's a huge pick. Hornets, mm-hmm. Lakers, Hornets, Lakers. Like I, I don't even know, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was weird. But yeah, he was crying on the court, and then yeah, he was like a top three pick, and he just the most points he ever averaged, I think, was eleven point eight as a rookie, and then from there he just disappeared. Like it almost yeah. like. That's crazy. Almost like a, uh, almost like a ghost. Like it is. It is yeah. Wow. Charlie he had that really bad hair and really bad money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny though? You look at that picture now. He, he looks like somebody to be in the league now though. You know what I mean? Like he got like that Aston Kutcher, like yeah. that '70s show kind of look. <laughs> well, you know what, Charlie? I want to give. Uh, I I actually was gonna take him off of here, but I was just like I I didn't. But Charlie actually did have some good 
had some good moments for the Raptors. And I, I feel like I'm disrespecting by putting him up here with Adam Morrison. I shouldn't have did that. But, um, yeah, I don't actually know why I did that. But Because um, <laughs> he actually did all right. He ended yeah, up in I Dallas. Mean, uh, and Charlie had, he, was, you yeah. know, he, he had um, lots of potential and he played all right sometimes. You know what I think it was? I think it was because of draft night. I wanted, I remember personally, I wanted Gerald Green. But they took Charlie Villanueva, and I okay. think it just stuck with me that that was a disappointment to me, and he couldn't do anything that was going to make me happy. So, anyways, you should, put, think, you should have put Adam Morrison up against a like snack-sized bag of Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you get. A half-empty Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get out of that one. So I did a little research here. This one's the last one for for our segment of this and that. I did a little research. I wanted to see because we, we touch on music too. So wherever Raptors are playing, like, all right, what type of music that we got there? So I was like, you know what? I did a little research on the state of Carolina, and a lot of legends have come out of Carolina, the state of Carolina. And so I'm going to see. Yeah, music. A lot of music has come out of there and a lot of sports has come out of there. So I'm going to mix the two and this is what it is. Out of all these legends that have come out of the state of Carolina, I want you to tell me who do you think had the most drama in their life when they had to come back from tour or come back from the road, had problems with the lady, had problems with the wifey, with the baby mama. Like who had the most drama at home? Jodeci? <laughs> James Brown, <laughs> the best basketball player ever to play the game, MJ, Michael Jordan. Yes, yes. Or lastly, a country legend in Randy Travis. Hey, Randy Travis is from North Carolina. Look at this picture. Yeah, yeah, he's from the state of Carolina. I didn't oh, know. Oh, from the state either, of Carolina, so. okay. Yeah, not from Charlotte. But uh, so all these mm-hmm. people. So we got Jodeci, James Brown, Michael Jordan, and Randy Travis. Who do you think out of those four had the most problems in the home? You know, just like they were just dirty. They were out just not doing good. Who do you think? <laughs> Go ahead, hey Rod. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with James Brown, man. I actually took mm-hmm. a music class in university, and we touched a little bit on James Brown and his like Legend. very, uh, you know, dedicated and disciplined ways of doing music. And oddly enough, we came across this funny story where he used to actually find his band members while they were playing live if he heard oh, a yeah. mistake while they were oh, playing. Oh yeah, yeah, call him so, out. Yeah, he would call them out live, like very subtly, and then he would dock them through from their pay, like if they made a mistake playing the uh, the tunes. He, they, right? he would so, dock them pay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. It make them like hit so them anybody three like times. that, man. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to know about the lady issues or anything else going on. <laughs> anybody like that, I'm going with, man. He's got doing the splits. He's like, oh man. Okay, so you're going with with James Brown. How about you, yeah. Doc? You got Joe to see uh, James Brown, Michael Jordan, or Randy Travis? Mm. I'm gonna go with James Brown, dude, because yeah. James Brown. Well, he was in that era, you know when. It was all cocaine, and it was all like people yeah. just did whatever they wanted to do, especially <laughs> rock stars. You know, mm-hmm, I'm sure yeah. he had he had to, he had probably had that policy in place, like, hey, when I get off the plane, I want no one making eye contact with me. You know, like total diva behavior, <laughs> for sure. all hopped up on coke, like chasing it down with Jack and. Like, I, I, Dude, I, I, all day, James. It's almost no question when you when you when you put it that way. Yep. All right. So two zero for James Brown, Max P. Who do you got? Um, 
part of me wants to go with uh, the country singer. Randy Travis. <laughs> Randy Travis. <laughs> but Randy Travis just seems like too too straight and narrow, man. He just seems too. I don't. I just can't see any any drama there. Nah, he looks like a cocaine Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, That's James really Brown's like. the obvious one. I gotta go with James Brown. Like, Dang I remember James that Brown. car chase. I remember there was this wild car chase he had. Yeah. Not too long before he died. It was just the craziest story I ever heard. <laughs> you remember him on uh, CNN? I think he was with Larry King, and he had these glasses that were the size of his face, and they were tinted. <laughs> like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas glasses, and he was just out of his mind. Just done so much yayo from Columbia, he couldn't even hold it back. His nose was dripping. There was a little blood in there, too. He's just like, ah! He's just ready to do the splits right there on Larry. Just... So you, I, I have to agree with all of you that you just can't settle that tiger down when it gets home. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care how good your lady is at home at cooking and cleaning and keeping you straight and narrow. No, 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 no. James Brown is going to – James Brown, look at this. Like, James Brown is going to be James Brown. So, yeah, I had uh, him or Randy Travis. The reason I put Randy Travis because I, I grew up uh, with, with some guys like this up in uh, northern Ontario. And these, these guys, you – you got to be careful with these guys. That's these, what I'm saying. These cowboys, yeah. You got to be careful with these guys because they they will take your wife home and and tell you about it. You know what I mean? Because like, they they'll, they'll put them on a horse and take them for a little horse ride and feed the horse later. You know what I mean? And the next thing you know, she comes home in one of his tank tops. You know, so anyway, all right, James Brown for oh that that was that was easy. All right, so let's get out of that. That was this and that. I think we have some time. We Let's go around the NBA. Let's touch on a couple little things. Um, first of all, anything that's what grabbed your attention around the NBA? I know last night the Lakers won the in-season tournament. I don't know if you guys want to touch on that, but uh, I, I think we could talk about the Pistons and their 19 straight, whatever. What are you guys, what's whoa, caught whoa, your it's attention? It's 19? It's 19 now. Eesh. They need to move them to Windsor. In-season in tournament. That was a success, man. I hope next yeah. year they uh, they market it a little bit better, uh, get more people involved in it. But overall, man, it was fantastic to watch competitive basketball in December. Because yeah, I saw guys diving on the floor, going for blocks, making plays, doing all the fundamentals. It was awesome. Like, I had a good time with it. Yeah, it was. And ha Hallie for MVP for me. Hallie or Shays is my MVP. Anyways, what about you, Doc? What has grabbed your attention around the NBA right now that uh, – seems to be sticking out um you know the tournament won me the tournament won me over once they got to the single elimination games like the pool game the pool play for me was kind of boring mm -hmm. um it didn't really change much I, I think teams are just going out there playing and seeing what would happen yeah obviously the lakers and pacers both went undefeated in pool play and they were the two best teams in the tournament so it, i guess the pool games were important but i really liked it when it mattered and it was one and done what i didn't like is no fantasy hoops on Sunday yeah, this yeah, yeah, or weird. last week. Like they take it's away hard. the last day of the week, um, mm -hmm. two weeks mm. in a row. I did not enjoy that. I don't like, yeah. you know, I hate all-star week when there's only two games or one game. Mm -hmm. And then this, you know, it's tournament week. There were only two games. We didn't even know the schedule um, mm -hmm. until right beforehand. So hopefully they, they come up with a plan to, to address some of that next year. But that, you know, uh, Adam Silver doesn't give a crap about fantasy. No. 
fantasy <laughs> managers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor babies didn't get basketball on Sunday. Let them watch football. Yeah. I don't care. Um, yeah, they didn't. They didn't pick up Case and Wallace. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. But, uh, yeah, so there's that, and then this whole um, the whole Pistons losing Oof. 19 games in a row is only. Uh, slightly more interesting than the Spurs losing 16 games in a row despite Man. Wemby going for 20 and 20 on Friday, the youngest guy to ever do it. Um, wow. And I, I don't know. I don't know how you have a player as good as Wemby and and lose 16 games in a row because they're just like the Mavericks. I mean, the only guy the Mavericks have is Luka, mm-hmm. but they're out there winning, you know, tons of games. And I, I think Pop is, is – uh, Pop's doing yeah. a special little pop tank uh, as a going away present to all of us when he retires. Well, I mean, put, putting Sohan at the point, I mean, right there, like, okay, there, there's a nice little recipe to get some losses. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing? We know what you're doing. Well, sp- speaking on uh, on uh, the Pistons 19th straight, it's talking about coaches. Like, what what is Monty doing? When you talk about rookies like Wemby, like, I got – right now I have – probably Wemby winning rookie of the year and then Chet real close but you had Asar Thompson on Detroit who was who was just looking like he was in the top three and now he's getting what like 10 minutes a game the last few games he's not even playing and like what's going on here what Mm -hmm. do you think we talk about tanking What, what is Monty doing is it a case of that he's just trying to change the culture or change change the vibe like what do you what do you guys think like what's going on here like is it just me? Is he just trying, I, I is he no trying to lose? I don't, know, I don't know what he's doing, dude. Because he, he brings Bohan Bogdanovich yeah. back. Everybody knows what he can do. There's no reason to develop Bohan Bogdanovich. He should no. not be playing for a team that has two wins and has all these kids on it. He should yeah. be in, yep. in the locker room yep. and on the bench helping helping Monty coach that team. Uh, Jaden Ivey should be a friggin' superstar on that. Hundred percent agree with you on that. Yeah. James Wiseman should be playing thirty minutes on that team, former number mm-hmm. two pick or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Osir Thompson, like you said, like when they let him play, he looks like an absolute monster uh, in the making. Let him play. I, I don't know what Monty's doing. I don't know. I think he's trying to get a first class ticket to Windsor. It's going to be the Windsor Pistons. I think. That's I think they have too much. Too much deadwood on the team, though, with, uh, you know, some of the bigs they got going on there. Bagley. Like, when you got Bagley on there, uh, Stewart, I don't know where mm. Stewart's going to be. I think he got rewarded a contract recently, but I don't know if he's the guy for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just too many guys, I, I feel like they have, and they don't really know what to do with each one. So it's uh, it's tricky. And the crazy thing is you paid Monty, like, $250 million. You know what I mean? Like you paid him seventy million dollars, whatever. You know, I'm just just exaggerating, of course. But it's like, what can you do as ownership? You have to be like, well, all right, Monty, bench Star Thompson. You know what I mean? Like, what are you gonna do? So, anyways, I really do hope they get it together because I do. Re- I love Piston fans. I do. I re- we're close to Detroit up here in Toronto, so we're kind of Detroit and Toronto. Like, if you ever watch Detroit Piston games when the Raptors are there, it's almost like a home game for the Raptors. There's, oh, it's, it's definitely it's, a home game for the Raptors. It's, wild. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. All right, let's get out of there. I don't know if we if we have some time. If you have something that you could you could share with us before we go, Doctor A. But I watched on your last episode on on the Roto Wire. Um, a podcast you're doing the brush 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 with greatness 
a little segment you were doing, and that was the Carl Malone story. I don't know if you have maybe another little tiny one that you could give us that a brush with greatness that has come about some of your days of being around the NBA, and maybe you could you could spill us a story. I've got a feel good a feel good story about a, a dude named uh, Lorenzo Romar. Mm. Um, now Lorenzo, I, where I had my thing pulled up here. Let me pull this up. Um, is that, you mean is that the coach from the um, Huskies? Yep. Yeah, he used okay. to he uh. used to he used to play for the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Uh, then he coached. He's probably his most famous for coaching the Washington Huskies. Mm-hmm. Um, but so so back when I was a kid in Indianapolis, talking about shoes again, um, mm-hmm. I was at a why pacer, not? I was at a Pacer game and Ralph Sampson threw mm-hmm. his wrist threw his wristband into the crowd and I was like, mm-hmm. I got to get me a wristband. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to figure out how to do this. Um, so then I started collecting <laughs> wristbands, and then one day I saw this kid walking through the arena with a huge pair of basketball shoes, and I was like, "Who's are those?" He goes, "Steve Stepanovich," and uh, he was the center for the Pacers back in the day. And I'm like, "How'd you get those?" He's like, "I just asked him." I was like, "Oh my god!" I just asked. My whole life changed in those five seconds of talking to this little kid. So I decided I was gonna. My new goal in life was to get a game-worn pair of NBA player shoes. I didn't care who it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't care what kind of shoes they were. I just wanted a pair of shoes. Yeah. And so Lorenzo Romar gets off the elevator on January. I actually have the date: January seventeenth of nineteen eighty-four. Mm. And I'm the only dude there. First of all, for the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, and I'm having like I'm having like players sign a piece of paper and maybe maybe a Sports Illustrated cover or two. But Lorenzo gets off the elevator. I'm like, hey, Lorenzo. And he's like shocked that I know who he is. We're about the same height. Mm -hmm. And uh, I go, hey, man, do you think I could get your shoes after the game? He's like, yeah. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, man, I'll give them to you. Yeah, nobody's ever asked me for my shoes before. This is a huge honor for me. Uh, now. I, I'm thinking that's what he was thinking. So, um, anyway, he comes out of the locker room after the game. Back then, man, in '84, you could just stand right outside the locker room, and the players would walk right out. That's crazy. I mean, it's just right there. There's no security. Wow. Yeah. There's no, no security. Wow. There's no security. There's no entourage. There's no. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's no cops. There's so was there no... a bunch of like groupies, like groupie girls outside there too? No, or... like yeah, there were groupie girls. There, me and my me and my buddy that were trying to get shoes. Like that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's <crazy. laughs> and like and people were like, are, "Are you a groupie?" Like when when I would tell these stories, like when I was younger, they they were like, "Why were you stalking NBA players? Like were you some sort of groupie? Like that's weird." <laughs> like, no, it's actually it actually I got really cool stories out of it. But yeah, I guess Exactly. Kind of so Lorenzo Romar comes out, hands me his shoes. I got him over there. I'm not gonna bust him. Uh, uh, I don't know. I got him over there. And he signs both of them. And I'm like, Thank you so much, Lorenzo. That was awesome. And he's like, You're welcome. Uh see you next time or something. He gets on the bus. My mom is like waiting. It's midnight. She's waiting down there. It's <laughs> Indiana in January, it's like it is in Toronto in January. It's cold as shit. I respect uh, how you say Toronto, by the way. You say Toronto correctly. You say Toronto, no, Toronto. <laughs> continue, continue. <laughs> nice. I appreciate that. And so, so then, <clears throat> this is the this is where the story gets a little weird. Is I I decided that I was going to write him a thank you letter for giving me his shoes. 
Mm-hmm. And so I sat down. It was the night of the Super Bowl. The Eagles were playing the Raiders, I think, that year. And I'm watching the Super Bowl. I'm writing this letter to Dear Lorenzo, thank you for the shoes. Uh, I'll never sell them. That was really cool. Whatever. And I mm-hmm. I don't know where to send it. So I send it. I find the uh, the Bucks post office box or something. I just send it off to the Milwaukee Bucks. And so Lorenzo's coming back to town like two months later and I'm in the Hyatt again. And this time I brought my mom in with me cause I wanted her to meet my new best friend. Right. <laughs> so we're both, my mom and I are sitting in the shoe shine stand chairs that they've got outside the elevator. Elevator opens up, Lorenzo comes out and I walk up to him. I'm like, Lorenzo. He's like, Hey, Steve. He's like, Man. I got you. He goes, I got your letter. I'm like, you did. And he goes, yeah. He's like, I can't believe you wrote me a letter. And I was like, a thank you letter. I was like, well, I did. He's like, did your mom make you do that? I go, no. I get up. <laughs> he goes, is this your mom? And I go, yeah. He goes, <laughs> he goes come here. And he, he pulls my mom over. He goes, you raised a good kid right here. Oh, this man. kid, this kid wrote me a thank you letter on his own and she's like yeah i guess like she didn't <laughs> and uh That's he's amazing. like you, you raised a good one and uh and he's like pleased to meet you da-da-da. and i was like play good tonight lorenzo and he walks off and then we got back in the car went home but that that was i thought that was a pretty cool story. i think we all mm-hmm. need That's to give a story. big salute to lorenzo for that one because that's cool. big salute oh, to shit. lorenzo oh man that's a cool story i like mm-hmm. that well you know what let's quickly we got we got the wraps we always do next game let's do a quick a quick um prediction and i know we politi- poli- political pundits don't like to predict but in nba we like to predict for gambling so let's do this wraps are at the knicks tomorrow 7 30 p.m Max P, who do you got? Real quick, who do you got? This time we getting them. This time we're getting them. We're not playing around. We're not getting punched in the mouth anymore. And we're going to figure something out at point guard. I have no idea what it is, but we're going (laughs) to figure something out over there. (laughs) All right, so we got Raps with Max. Okay, A-Rod, who do you got, buddy? I'm going to go with the Raps. I'm going to have Julius uh, Randle shoot three air balls, helping us get (laughs) a transition. Uh, Yes, yes. uh, And and helping (laughs) helping us get a win out there. I actually agree. I think the right, and usually I don't pick the raps, but I think the raps got this one because I believe Jalen Brunson is out. I think he hurt his ankle. And, hey. uh, it, I don't know if that's true, but if if he's out, he did hurt his ankle. Yeah, and he was mad about it. Like, like when he when he, he shouldn't have been court, out there. Like he was, he was hitting stuff. It was okay. Hard yeah, yeah I, it's not good. I, I I feel bad for yeah for sure mm-hmm. doesn't tom thibodeau kind of strike you as, <clears throat> as a guy that has a lazy boy at home that has cigarette holes cigarette buttholes in it <laughs> like, <laughs> it just rips all in it and he's just a like, miserable like wreck six. yeah like just smells it rakes like of beer and cat. liquor <laughs> yeah just smells like cat piss in his house and it's just like he's got old like pictures of his bulls days that have like this cracked this cracked glass because he can't he doesn't like to think about those days and he's just like yeah it's just a miserable home and like, like pizza boxes and beer cans like, like piling up for days yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't have time to take out the trash because he's like putting together this mad just, pure madness yeah yeah 
<laughs> Anyways, I always think that when I see him on the side, I'm like, this guy is crazy. And, and you know what? If I played for that team and I heard him, because you can always hear him over the Brock class. Yeah, you can hear him yelling. It's like, oh my God. Like, He's I don't a football wanna, coach. I don't want to play for this guy. Anyways, Dr. <laughs> A, before. We, huh? we Go were ahead. talking about that with Julius Randle the other day. Like, what's wrong with Julius Randle? He's probably sick of getting yelled at by Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau. 100%. I'd be terrified to play for him, and I, and I have some confidence. Like, I would be terrified to play for him. He is Tibodeau. a short-term coach, though. You can't have him for more than a few no, years. No, he's been there for, like, how long has he been there now? He's been there. No, he's been there for a while now. A minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two years at least. Three. Yeah. Okay, Doctor, we, we got to end it here, but I I, I want to let you give them a check. Where can everybody find you? I know I said it at the jump, you're at RotoWire, but please shout out where you're at because I really think that people who are listening right now, if you haven't took a listen to Doctor, this guy right here, him and Rick Kamla's podcast on fantasy basketball called the OGs, I believe it's called. The first episode, by the way, was incredible. And Rick Kamla. I don't know how much coffee that guy drinks, but it's incredible. I love Rick Hamlin. He's a legend. This guy is just screaming at his mic. And it's just, you guys have a real good thing going on. And I suggest everybody, please go take a listen. But where can they find you, Doc? And Thanks, let them know. Yeah, so man. Tuesday mornings at 11, uh, we go live. Kamla and I are live. No, is that Thursday? No, that's Thursday. Thursdays, Thursdays at 11. We're live on the Roto-Wire uh, Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Tuesdays at 11 is my show with a special rotating guest. Uh, I don't know who's on. By Tuesday. the way, that one you had of that rock star guy who's talking about his bus trip where he got left at the <laughs> left. At, that's a great story, man. The oil spot or whatever. That was Ryan from Guster, the drummer for the band Guster. But uh, yeah, so Tuesdays at yes. Rotowire, I do my, my show with a rotating guest. And then I've got stuff on ESPN Fantasy for basketball and football. And I'm starting this new I'm, – I'm with this new company, this new app called Did It, D-I-D-I-T. I haven't, I haven't launched it yet, but uh, you can you can hit, hit me up on Did It and uh, talk Did with it. me one-on-one. -on -one right. It's like a video chat, one-on-one. -on -one. You pay like a dollar a, dollar a minute or something. But you can show me your, your – Sounds like a 1976 number, Doug. Hey, what kind of business are <laughs> you in right now? Show me your roster on, on your phone and, and ask me questions. Uh, oh, that's cool. Okay. Uh, that's super cool. cool. And it seems, sounds like it, like it went very well for football. So I'm excited to launch that as soon as I get my voice back. And then the last thing I want to say to you guys is you all remind me of the Saturday Night Live skit, The Bears. Back in the day. Hey, the, the Bears. The, the Bears. Yeah. The Raps. The you know, raps. I mentioned to my 16-team, uh, 16-team, I hate points league, and I don't know why I joined, but it's a 16-team points league that I joined in my neighborhood, and I mentioned it, and I'm saying the next episode's coming with this guy, Dr. I don't know if you guys know, but please, you know, he's a legend, blah, blah, blah. This guy sent me this. He goes, no, I read his thing on ESPN. <laughs> and he puts that in the group chat. So, yeah, so he is known uh, amongst the, the – even up here in Canada. That's my point. So, but everybody who's listening, please go check out Did It. Go check out Rotowire. Go check out the OGs. Go check out Dr. He's on Twitter, too. I believe it's at Doc, D-O-C-K-T-O-R-A. If uh, I might be – is is that it? 
doctor, a female yes. nurse. Dr. A was gone, so I had to go with the next best thing. It still mm -hmm. says Dr. A, just in a weird, weird ass way. Well, Dr. A, <laughs> thank you so much, man. Let's give him a big salute, boys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor. Yeah, man. And the, the city of Toronto and the whole country says thank you very much, my friend. <laughs> yes, yes. And this was another episode of the Toronto Raptors podcast, the Sports Ethos Toronto Raptor podcast. And I'm your host, as usual, the El Hoopo H-O-O-P-O with A-Rod, A-R-O-D, and of course, Max P. And today was a classic, wasn't it? We had Doc Gay in the building. And like I said, go check out where he can be found. And he already told you. And if you weren't listening, get your ears cleaned out, you bitch, yo. <laughs> <laughs>